we're back again. It's Riley with your weekly summary of the adventures of Sparky and Spazoid. We're past the halfway point, so if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to the other episodes, then I'm not sure even I can help make sense of what's happening. But you can catch up at illvisedstories.com. Things are continuing to get strange in the alien machine. Sparky has met Portal, the insane robot, and Spazoid has somehow found an ocean at the top of the machine, complete with an island and a lighthouse. Here we go with Chapter 11. Chapter 11. When Not to Look Around a Corner Portal had been used as floss. Yes, to clean teeth. That kind of floss. That wasn't the sort of thing you get over easily. It wasn't only once. In fact, according to the King Tonsil Terror, it was the robot's only purpose. To the King, Portal was a very fancy type of dental aid. I know what you're thinking, but you said Tonsil Terrors had mandibles. Well, they do, but they also have teeth. Long, sharp, needly teeth that often get chunks of meat stuck in them. The Tonsil Terror King found Portal not long after he established his home inside the alien machine, and right after he tried to consume an entire bird. Feathers tend to stick between teeth, so it was convenient to find a piece of shiny dental floss. He broke off Portal's arms and had a few of his servants clean his mouth with the robot. Portal cried loudly for them to stop, but of course Tonsil Terrors enjoy that sort of thing. The king didn't need his teeth cleaned now. That wasn't why he was thinking about his fancy floss. No, he thought about Portal simply because of the amount of noise coming from his treasure chamber. Portal was the only part of his treasure that was somehow alive. The king heard the rockets fire and slam into the ceiling. Then he heard one blasting down the hall. It eventually stopped just inside his throne room with a few flattened tonsil terrors clinging to it. The king looked at it appraisingly. The rockets were new, so he wondered if they'd gone off on their own. Sometimes, when his minions brought in shiny new toys, they weren't quite as dead as they ought to be. They'd glow or make noises or sometimes hover. The king's standard technique for receiving such items was to bite them, smack them, and sit on them. Usually, when he was done and no longer amused, the shiny things would stop doing whatever offending activities they'd been up to. The rockets hadn't seemed dangerous to the king, and they were a little too big to fit in his mouth or sit on, so he hadn't gone through his usual routine of breaking them. He got up from his roost, which was a pile of bones in the corner, and came over to the rocket. The Tonsil Terror King was larger than his subjects. He'd grown fat on their offerings, so getting up wasn't something he enjoyed. He was old as well. With the passing years, his ears had continued to grow. They weren't actually ears, of course, but rather a suction cup appendage made for clinging to heads. The king used his to drag his fat body across the floor, slapping the ears down and pulling himself behind them. When he got to the rocket, he sat back on his haunches and picked it up. He held it in the air and tried despite its size to bite it. As he put the tip in his mouth, the rocket nozzle brushed his leg. It was still very warm. What with the scorching hot plasma that had come shooting from it? There was a smell of burning tonsil terror flesh. The pain eventually made it to the king's slow brain. He roared deeply and threw the rocket far away down the hall. It skittered to a stop just outside the door of the throne room, nearly knocking Portal and Sparky over. Huh, Sparky said, looking down at the rocket. He took out his pulse pistol and added, That's odd. For a moment, he'd been excited to see the metal surface of the rocket speeding towards him. He hoped it was his partner returning, but the rocket was only a small part of Spaz. Sparky was left wondering how the thruster had come to rest in their path. The sound echoing down the hall also begged his attention. 
an imperious roar, much deeper in rumbling than the squeals of your average tonsil-terrorizing monster, boomed ahead of him. He looked at Portal, who clung to the wall, trying to hide. The narrow robot hadn't realized how close he was to the throne room. He didn't wish to be used as floss again, nor did he want his new friend, the boy with the helmet, to be turned into a snack for the king. He worried it'd be his job to remove the pieces of the space explorer from the king's teeth. Slowly, Portal backed up, waving for Sparky to follow him. What was that? Sparky whispered. Portal held his barely there finger to where his lips would have been. The terrified robot continued down the hall while Sparky pointed his gun. Not far away, he could hear the king moving in his throne room, grumbling unhappily as he moved back to his roost. There was the slap of the king's suction cup appendages on the floor, followed by the sound of his body dragging behind them. Slap, drag, slap, drag. It was so strange that Sparky, being an explorer, felt his curiosity peaked. He started forward, stepping over the rocket, creeping slowly towards the throne room. On the other side of the opening, the king had settled down, with several attendants surrounding him. They were the tonsil terrors who, despite their fearsome nature, were cowed in the presence of their king. Some were royal guards, floppy-eared nightmares who were stronger than the average tonsil terror. They'd grown powerful, like their king, on offerings brought in by your more average tonsil terror. These warriors helped the king maintain order and intimidate the lesser members of their race. Several gatherers, young tonsil terrors, were present as well. They sat at the bottom of the tonsil terror social ladder, even though they are the most necessary members of their species. They were like farmers on earth, the noble backbone of the tonsil terror kingdom. By going out, hunting, and gathering, they made certain the kingdom was fed. Nobody ate without them. The king, in his rage, reached out with a long ear and grabbed one of these gatherers. He pulled the creature towards him. Then, while it was still shrieking, the king ate the small tonsil terror in a single bite. Tonsil terrors, by the way, are cannibals. This was the moment Sparky came around the corner. Sparky was an experienced explorer. He'd seen things that were hard to imagine, alien worlds and the wonders of the cosmos. However, he'd never seen anything quite as disgusting as the tonsil terror king eating. Despite his best effort, the words, Oh, gross! slipped from his mouth. It wasn't his fault. Seeing something like that was difficult to ignore. Of course, it wasn't long before Sparky realized his mistake. The king looked up. Then the rest of the room looked up. All of them saw Sparky standing there, his face twisted in disgust. A moment passed in which nothing happened. Then there was screeching. It started with the king. His voice was deep and gooey. Tonsil terrors didn't have much in the way of a language, but the message was clear. Catch him! Sparky drew his pulse pistol and started shooting, blasting into the room. A few of the warriors went down, but more climbed over them, eager for fresh meat. As I said, these warriors were larger than your average tonsil terror. Some were larger than Sparky, and some would have been able to work as an Easter bunny at your local mall. Only these guys were less creepy. It took longer and longer for Sparky's pulse pistol to fire. Its charge was getting low. He backed out into the hall, jumping over the rocket as he turned to run. He didn't see where Portal had gone. He didn't have time to figure it out either. Not with the king's entire court chasing him. Sparky charged ahead toward the treasure chamber, which offered little in the way of escape. There was only one way in or out, so going there meant he'd be trapped with a hungry horde intent on making him lunch. Whoa, poor Sparky, right? Don't worry, he'll be fine. Probably. Anyway, like I said, I'm working on book two right now, which of course means Sparky will have to escape so he can be in the next book. Then again, the chapter I finished writing just this very morning had a clone in it, so who knows? 
Science fiction is all about ideas. That's why I love it. Crazy, silly, wonderful ideas. If you want, you can pick up the first book on Amazon and read along, and you can check out the illustrations there too. There's also a webcomic you can read called Sparky and Spaz on Webtoons. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Thanks for listening.